Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? This is the Black and Blue Report. We come to you this Wednesday from Studio B in New Orleans, and we have lots to talk about here with regards to your teams, the Saints, and the Pelicans. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly, and the good news keeps on rolling this week with regards to to the Saints and the Pelicans. Last night in the home opener, the Pelicans are victorious as they knock off the Magic 101-84 to go 1-0 on the regular season. Great sellout crowd last night at the Smoothie King Center. A lot of fun. We're going to talk about that for sure today. We're going to play you a little bit of a highlight pack in just a moment, but then a little bit later in the show, we'll hear from Pelicans head coach Monty Williams and the star of the game last night, Anthony Davis. Saints back to work yesterday and a long day for them, for sure. Now, the practice field was somewhat light as the Saints practiced uh, in shorts, no helmets, and Sean Payton had said all along this would be more of a mental week than a physical week, and I'm sure the uh, film study and meetings were long and uh, full yesterday. The uh, Saints also spent a lot of time with the media, their only day to really do that here in this short week and getting ready for Carolina tomorrow night. So with that, uh, later on, we'll uh, hear from Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham, both speaking to the media yesterday after practice. Uh, Injury-wise for the Saints, uh, still no Pierre Thomas, no Kyrie Robinson. Both did not practice yesterday. David Hawthorne, I think, also did not practice, and that's worth watching here over the next uh, 24 to 36 hours as we're quickly approaching now the uh, Thursday night battle for first place in the NFC South against the Carolina Panthers. And keep this in mind about the game tomorrow night against Carolina uh, radio coverage, obviously, on the uh, Saints radio network with Jim Henderson and Hokey on the call. But as far as the television broadcast goes, it's NFL Network only tomorrow night. I know on Thursday nights you've been able to get that game on CBS as well so far this season. But tomorrow night, the uh, game is only on the NFL Network, um, which uh, you'll have to hunt through uh, whatever pro- provider you have to figure out where that channel is. I'm sure most of you already know um, where to find that. So keep that in mind, you know, and we'll remind you again tomorrow. And certainly tomorrow we'll also uh, get ready for the ball game with our usual Thursday visits with the voices. Uh, Saints voice Jim Henderson and Panthers voice Mick Mixon are all scheduled and ready to go. They'll join us tomorrow, even though it is actually game day. And so that'll make for a great Thursday show and getting us all ready for tomorrow night's kickoff. 
I'll be watching Game 7 of the World Series tonight. There's no doubt about that. Congratulations to the Royals who uh, put the hammer down on the Giants last night. 10 nothing was the final. So alongside the World Series tonight, I'll also have a full slate of NBA games. That'll be plenty to keep me busy before traveling to Carolina myself tomorrow and uh, to get ready for the Saints and the Panthers. Okay, let's get back to the Pelicans game for just a moment uh, before we get into our, our interview segments today. Uh, but here is a highlight pack of last night's win over the Orlando Magic. This is set to throw it in the air, and there hasn't been a feeling like this at the start of the season. It seems for some time. Well, hopefully, this can get out of the gate quickly, and it starts with a winning tap by Anthony Davis, and the Pelicans will settle in now, shooting at the end to our right toward their own bench in the first half. Alfred Payton off the right sideline, feeds the low post, right block, Vucevic turns, left hook, scores right over Davis. Just muscled him down Ooh. low. I mean, he really muscled through it. Anderson pump fake, shoots in and out, no good. Rebound, Oshik back up and a dunk. Yeah, yeah. Downs top of the key to Rivers, steps down the lane, puts up a floater and hits to beat the buzzer and end the quarter with a make. Gordon around an Oshik screen, Euro step in the lane, goes up, layup swatted, grabbed by Davis, dunks it with the right hand and one, you heard me? Rumble, Woo! young man, Yo. rumble. Salmon spins over to Anderson, right side for three, pow, right in the kisser, back-to-back triples for Rhino, 75-64, largest lead of the game. Davis, loose ball for Rivers, four, three to Anderson, left side for three at the horn, got it! Half a second left in the third, Back-to-back-to-back threes for Ryan Anderson, and that's how we end the third. And the Pelicans can dribble this out if they so choose. Nine seconds to go, and they will. Ronnie Williams says that'll be enough. And the crowd rises to their feet here on opening night. The Pelicans are 1-0. Welcome back, NBA basketball to the Crescent City. Well, certainly Anthony Davis, Omer Ashik, and Ryan Anderson steal the show last night. Those uh, those guys carried the heaviest of loads in what was a 101-84 win. We're going to break that down here in just a moment with David Wesley, television analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans. It is a Wesley Wednesday, of course. And then, as I mentioned, we'll hear from Anthony Davis and Monty Williams after their game last night. Jake Seeley from rotoexperts.com stops by. He's with Daniel uh, Sallerson to uh, help all of you get your fantasy roster set for the weekend. And then before we get out of here today, some thoughts from Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham. Very busy show, as you might imagine, here on this Wednesday. And we'll get rolling here with David Wesley in just a moment. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. 
Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Of course, last night, David Wesley was in attendance at the Smoothie King Center as Fox Sports New Orleans debuted their season. Joel Myers, David Wesley, Jennifer Hale, and the Pelicans uh, uh, graced them with a win against the Orlando Magic, as we've already talked about. That final score again was 101-84. And so on a Wesley Wednesday, for the first time in a long time, we have a real basketball game to talk about, David. That is kind of nice. <laughs> That's nice. That's 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 fun. We we get to talk about the Pelicans actually out on the hardwood doing what they do. And last night they did it well. Yeah. What were your big takeaways from the ball game? Well, I think the the first thing is the obvious. Uh, Ad and Osik uh, in the paint just really uh, almost beast mode last night. Where uh, you know doing it all, rebounding, blocking shots, scoring the basketball. Um, that third quarter, points in the paint, very lopsided. So, um, But, you know, you can still see guys trying to figure out their way around, and that was a good start, good test for them to come out. If, I think if they were playing the best in the league, they might have struggled more. But uh, to get your feet wet, try to find some rhythm, real speed, game speed, full concentration, I thought perfect team to kind of get off to a good start. You mentioned the caliber of opponent last night, and obviously the free throws would have hurt you against a better team. But other than the free throws, which I think is just probably one of those nights, um, did you have concerns? Were there anything that you, know, that you said, oh, I don't know? Um, defensively, uh, at times, there were some breakdowns that, that, were, that were kind of odd. Um, uh, obviously the free throws and, um, and shooting. Uh, but again, shooting is a rhythm thing. Shooting is a, you know, you don't have good and bad nights. Uh, not great guard play out of Eric Gordon and Drew Holiday, but again, trying to get some rhythm. I, I liked uh, the way Tyreek did what he does, even though he was 5 for 15. He still passed the ball well, got in the paint uh, really good, found his, found his teammates Um had a pretty solid night again, filling up the stat sheet. But um, you know, I think game one. You know, I don't want to put too much into it because it's just game one. Um, they obviously got to shoot better free throws, but uh, it, there was a lot of good out there to look at. Uh, they rebounded the out rebounded the team uh, big, and the second half was obviously better than the first half. No doubt. Hey, let's stay with those guards for a moment. And you mentioned that, uh, you know, obviously Eric and Drew had a tough shooting night at 7 of 19 combined. Uh, but Monty Williams in this postgame press conference was quick to point out the defense of Eric Gordon last night. And, you know, one of the things that you and I both saw last year was the inability of the Pelicans to uh, guard the ball out on the perimeter. Uh, when you look at this Gordon, uh, Holiday, Evans kind of three-headed monster out there, um, how do you rate them defensively, and and would you agree with Coach Williams about Gordon's defensive play last night? Well, I have seen Gordon at times be as good as there is. I, I really think that he has a quickness, size, and ability to be one of those kind of guards where you just go out there and you just, I mean, just make life miserable for an uh, offensive player. And I believe Drew Holiday can do it. The thing is, getting on the same page, playing for stretches 
longer than, than they played last night where on the perimeter they're in tune and they're focused in on the defensive end. Uh, this is an offensive league. It's built that way. You can't touch anybody, those kind of things. And a lot of players tend to focus on their offense. And early in the game, Gordon didn't get the touches uh, that maybe he would have liked. So uh, the fact that if you're not getting the touches, you can do other things, maybe get some steals and, and get on the offensive end, that's great. Um, I, I thought they did a, a solid job at times. But, again, we're not talking about uh, big names, big players, veteran players that know how to play. There's a lot of backdoor cuts um, that – we're giving up for easy baskets. So, um, and again, you know, you, you start figuring out this thing and, you know, I don't want to put too much negative on a, on a good home open win. Um, there's just some things that, Hmm. Okay. Well, we know that the perimeter guys can, can defend. How much do they buy into it? How much do they do it for long stretches of time? And that, that would be my concern. Coach Williams has said it's going to take him about 20 games, and that's typical for most, 20 games to really learn what he has uh, in his team. But in, in just the one right. game last night, what did you notice about Coach's substitution patterns? Um, pretty expected. Uh, you, you kind of expect uh, um, Ryan Anderson to come off uh, the bench first. Um, you know, I wasn't sure if um, – that and and uh, Austin Rivers, I wasn't sure if it was going to be either or or together. Um, but I, I don't think he did anything that was surprising last night as far as substitution patterns. Uh, you know, um, I think he's trying to still figure out what's good, what works. Is that Fredette and, and uh, Rivers combination going to give the spark off the bench? Is there enough offense out there? to play them for long stretches of, of minutes together. Um, but I think some of that may determine or, or some of that stuff may happen because somebody's not playing well uh, or somebody's not, you know, in tune into the game. So if, you know, Rivers, I mean, if, if Gordon and, and Drew Holiday maybe not having their best stuff, maybe giving up a lot of, you know, drive-bys or something, you may see those guys sooner. So, I think it's game by game, and uh, I agree with Monty. You know, you don't really know what this team is yet. Uh, they will get a better test uh, Saturday. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, they'll have a bigger guy in the paint when they play Charlotte. Um, so, I mean, it's it's you know, it'll be interesting to see how this how this all plays out, and can they continue one to take care of home and play well and get wins so that when they go out on the road, they can take their lumps, and it doesn't put as much pressure to get wins on the road. David Wesley here with us on a Wesley Wednesday. Uh, David, you know, four of the five Southwest Division teams were in action last night. How much, how much highlights, reading otherwise, did you, did you happen to catch with regard to Houston at Los Angeles and Dallas at San Antonio last night? Um, I, haven't, I haven't read much on the Dallas-San Antonio. I did look at the Houston uh, – Lakers game that was on when we got home, but um, the Houston Lakers thing to be expected. Houston obviously has a, a much better team uh, than the Lakers. Uh, everybody made a big deal of uh, Kobe and Howard getting into it. 
whatever. Uh, they're just trying to figure out a story to, to talk about the Lakers and keep them relevant because they're going to be pretty bad this year. And uh, Houston's going to be pretty solid. Uh, I, don't, I don't know uh, exactly what you know they're going to bring to the table, especially because when they played us here in the preseason, they basically left everybody at home. So um, I think San Antonio's going to be solid again. Dallas is going to be tough. Um, yeah, but this division is always tough. <laughs> One of yeah. the toughest divisions in basketball. Well, a couple of days of practice now to maybe clean up some things from last night, and then, man, what a stretch coming up here, uh, Dub. Before we get to another Wesley Wednesday, we'll have a, a game against Dallas, a road game at Memphis, and a home game against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, that's, a, <laughs> that's quite a little stretch to kind of, uh, I guess, step into the pool, if you will. Yeah, two division games. Um, again, kind of maybe you could set a tone. You know, um, playing against division teams. Hey, we're we're going to match match up well against those guys. Bigger inside. Uh, everybody's healthy. Uh, I can't wait to see what what they bring against these uh, division rivals or division teams and and see what they got. So, um, you know, I. I I think this team's going to be fine, you know, uh, injury free and, and, and the talent that's on this team, uh, this, this could be a really good season. I agree. I agree. Great start last night. As always, appreciate the visit, David, and, uh, look forward to, uh, seeing you later on here this weekend and into next week. But, uh, certainly you'll take one and O as opposed to O and one, right? Absolutely. Love that. Walk out yes. of the gym with a good taste in your mouth. Absolutely, no doubt about that. Hey, plenty more to come here on the Black and Blue Report as we continue our coverage of not only the last night's Pelicans win, but as we get ready for football tomorrow night. And we'll continue from Studio B in New Orleans in just a moment. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home, where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact... The only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. Still to come, Daniel Salerson and Jake Seeley talking fantasy football on uh, this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, and uh, Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham also. All right, our conversation continues about the New Orleans Pelicans. Let me read for you this line from Anthony Davis last night. This is the lid lifter for the third-year pro out of Kentucky. Uh, 26 points. He does that on 10 of 22 shooting. He uh, was 6 of 9 at the free-throw line. Uh, You'll hear in a moment that he wasn't real happy with that or his team's performance at the free-throw line, which is understandable. But then the 17 rebounds break out as 9 on the offensive glass, 8 on the defensive glass. 
He had two assists, three steals, and tied a career high with nine blocks. Mercy. Here's Davis after the ball game last night, like immediately after the ball game. Anthony Davis finishes with 26 points, 17 rebounds, and he ties a career high with nine block shots. Pretty good night at the office, huh, number 23? No, uh, missed a ton of free throws. <laughs> uh, easy buckets around the rim. You know, uh, this stuff, things like that, you know, got to to fall for me. You know, I take a lot of, a lot of pride in that, especially free throws. So, um, coach always tell me don't get down on myself. You know, I get real down, I miss free throws. Um, it's just me, you know, um, but we got to shoot better from the line. Um, I think it was 13, well, 15, because Jimmer hit 15 for 31. So, um, we got to shoot way better um, than what we're doing from the line. Um, just in case we have close games. Well, before you pour a whole bunch of cold water on things, Anthony, I thought the defense was pretty good tonight. Yeah, it was definitely good. You know, I think we definitely defended. Um, held them to 84 points, which is tremendous for us. Um, that's our goal around that area. So we got to make sure we keep defending, and the, the offense is going to come to us. How about playing alongside Ashik and getting those guys that were injured back? Yeah, you know, um, we look real good out there. You know, some stuff we got to fix on offense. Um, talk a little more on defense, but I think O'Meara did a great job uh, rebounding the ball, finishing around the basket, um, defending, you know, and that's what he loves to do. That's what he takes pride in, and he done it, and just having all the guys back, like Drew and Tyreek, you know, all them guys make a difference in the game. AD, is this almost the best kind of win where you win the game, but there are a lot of teaching points that go along with it, too, a lot of areas where you can still improve? Yeah, most definitely. You know, we're going to look at the film tomorrow and figure out what we have to do. Um, even in the game, you know, we we kind of realize what we're doing wrong when something goes wrong. You know, we talk to each other and like, all right, we got to do this, we got to do that, try to fix it during the game. So um, that just shows how close we are, and we're not, we're not, we're not um, afraid to get on one another when someone's messing up. So um, I think we did well tonight, but then again, we got to figure out what we got to do um, yeah. to get ready for Saturday. At the end of the day, though, 1-0 is better than 0-1, isn't yeah, it? Most definitely. We'll take that any day of the week. Anthony, as always, we appreciate your time. Great effort tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you. A very mature Anthony Davis talking about his team's first win in their first game last night. And some of the comments by Anthony Davis were echoed by his head coach. But, of course, head coach Monty Williams had more to say and more to elaborate upon with regard to the ball game they played against the Magic. Look at the film and see, you know, the things that we did well. Um, obviously, we got a lot of stuff we got to get better at. Um, but I like the fact that we rebounded the ball so well tonight. Uh, you know, AZ had 17, Omer had 17, Tyreek had nine, Ryan had nine with seven offensive rebounds. Um, we missed a lot of free throws. You know, that's something that we just got to step up to the line and focus a bit more. We probably got to come down here and practice some so we can get used to shooting in this gym. But our, our effort was great. Um, didn't feel like we lost anything with our bench coming into the game. Uh, as a matter of fact, that was when we kind of got some separation when Ryan started hitting some shots. So overall, great night for us uh, just to be able to get back on the floor and get a win. Um, but to do it on the defensive end is, is special to me. And if that's what Anthony Davis and Omar Ashik are going to do together, you'll be in good shape in a lot of ways. Well, I think they, they cover up a lot of mistakes that you tend to make just by being aggressive. Um, Eric Gordon was really good on defense tonight. I think he had two or three block shots. One time he got knocked down on a play, got up and still blocked Ben Gordon's shot. You know, if he, if he defends like that with Drew and Tyreek, AD and, and Omer don't have to do as much at the rim. As far as growth goes, and visiting with Anthony Davis just moments ago, Coach, I was ready to kind of uh, congratulate him on a win, and he was quite quick to point out that that was not the kind of a game that they want to play. Yeah, we, we know we made a lot of mistakes. Uh, they know the free throws were uh, opportunities we left on the board. Um, we got off to a, 
relatively slow start. Um, didn't, I think, we let not making shots mess with us a little bit, but we can play a lot better, and yet we're a team in progress. You know, we don't want to get so conceited that we think we, <laughs> we can't take a win, man. I'll take a win any way we can get it. The Ryan Anderson a flurry there near the end of the third, Coach. Is, is it too obvious to say that that's the turning point of the game? It, no, I thought it was good for us and good for Ryan. It was almost like you know, a statement for him that he was back um, because he, he has the ability to change a game uh, with his shooting and rebounding. But he does so much for our team. Like I said, he has seven offensive rebounds. I mean, how many guys come off the bench and do that and knock down threes the way Ryan does? Coach, thanks. Thank you. All right, so head coach Monty Williams gets the Pelicans back on the practice floor today. They will also practice tomorrow. This is all, of course, gearing up for the uh, basketball game on Saturday night at the Smoothie King Center at, uh, against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, another reminder on start time for Saturday night, the uh, start ta- times for Pelicans home games on Saturdays this season will be 6 p.m. Central. So 6 Central on Saturday as the Pelicans jump into the Southwest Division to take on the Dallas Mavericks, there is a giveaway again on Saturday. Uh, the uh, scheduled magnet is out and will be yours, courtesy of Fox Sports New Orleans on Saturday. Hey, big big thanks uh, to Smoothie King last night for presenting opening night. Everybody there got the new Pelicans red T-shirt. Very cool. And so those giveaways continue on Saturday. All right, we're going to turn our attention to football. Get right back into that. We'll do so first on the fantasy side with Daniel and Jake, and then Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham still to come on the Black and Blue Report. is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Time now for our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. And as always, we welcome in Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. Jake, hope this Wednesday finds you well, my friend. It does. A little bit disappointing, though, because we're in the second half of the season, winding to a close already. I know, and I don't even want to think about it right now. I still think the season is quite young. And um, for the Saints, they uh, bounce back. Big win over the Packers on Sunday Night Football. Now turn their attention to the Panthers tomorrow night. And uh, I want to start with Brandon Cooks. You know, it seems like we know what he can do with the passing game. And now uh, he got a rushing touchdown on Sunday night, a big game for him. Is his stock rising for fantasy owners? I think it is uh, only until we see Pierre Thomas and Kiri Robinson both back in the mix. Uh, I still like Brendan Cooks. I still love him in PPR leagues. He's at least a wide receiver three, always has weekly potential for more. But when those two are back, we're talking about the same situation we saw earlier this season. It's just there's so many options in that offense that 
it's great for the Saints, it's great for their team on the field, but when it comes to fantasy, it unfortunately hurts a little bit. And that actually kind of carries over to Mark Ingram a little bit too. Is you know he might drop down to ten to fifteen touches. Brandon Cooks might not be used in the running game as much anymore, uh, just because they you know they have so many options for those four guys in the backfield to begin with that it's kind of almost a necessity right now to keep the way that they run their game plan to use Cooks in that role that like maybe a Thomas or a cadet when, you know, Thomas's plan would be in a different role himself too. So it kind of just opens up the field to so many guys getting involved that his he has a high ceiling, but once everybody's back after this week, it sounds like it's just going to be an inconsistency, unfortunately, week to week of how many touches he's getting. Let's switch to the Saints opponents, the Carolina Panthers. D'Angelo Williams expected to return tomorrow night, according to the Panthers. How does that affect him as far as the, uh, their fantasy owners and Jonathan Stewart owners? Uh, you go right back to the unfortunate frustration of uh, owning that backfield, of not knowing who's going to lead the way. Uh, it sounds like Williams is going to get the start, which is surprising because Jonathan Stewart looked really good last week against the Seahawks running the ball. So, you would think that maybe it's a start by designation only and Stewart still might end up getting more touches, but we just don't know for sure. And that's the biggest problem with the Carolina backfield, similar to others throughout the NFL where week to week, one guy out touches the other. And Stewart's the better pass catcher, as we know. So if they're down, the Saints are up big, you know, you could see more drafting Stewart just because of the game flow. But that's what you could see from week to week. If you own Williams, you hope that they're in the game every single week. If you're a steward owner, you're hoping the fact that they're behind and they're passing some more. So it's a situation where you probably can use them as a flex RB3 in the bye weeks that we have for the next three weeks, which are pretty heavy. But after that, you know, if anybody needs running back help and you don't need them, once you get your full complement of running backs back, I would definitely think about selling high after a good performance from Stewart last week or if either one of them has a good performance against the Saints. Another similar situation in Denver. Monty Ball expected to return back with a groin injury in Denver, but Ronnie Hillman playing lights out for the Broncos. How should uh, fans uh, handle both of those guys? I, I don't have any concerns about Ronnie Hillman, and this is somebody you know. I thought that Monty Ball was going to be the one that took over that backfield this year, so I've kind of changed my stance by watching Ronnie Hillman play this year. He's improved. He's a different runner than he was when he first came in the NFL, which was limiting him and why – he didn't do as well in his first opportunities to take control of that backfield before Moreno even took over. So you're looking at him now. He's a much better runner. I think when Monty Ball comes back, he's still going to get touches. He'll probably still get some of the goal line work and some of the short yardage just because he's built better for that than Ronnie Hillman is. But don't forget, age-wise, is Hillman is actually a little bit younger, I believe. So it's not like they're going to go to a vet or slash a young guy with Monty Ball to see what he has for that team. So I think it'll be in the mix, but if anybody's getting excited, a lot of times when guys come back from injuries, the highest sell high point you can have is right before they play. And I think that if some people think that Moneyball is going to just grab that job back and take a 60-70% of the workload back for him, I would certainly sell high because I think Ronnie Hillman's proven himself that he deserves the backfield. We're talking with Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com as part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Xbox One. And, Jake, uh, I might be overreacting to this one, but I have Doug Martin on two of my three teams and uh, getting a little frustrated with him. Is it time to give up on Doug Martin? It's very close, I would say, after this week, only because we're not sure yet if Charles Sims is playing. If Charles Sims is playing, I say yes. And that's because they spent a third-round pick on him. Sims' comparison to Forte are legitimate. He's not quite as exceptional as Forte 
but he's in that same mold, a terrific pass catcher. And Doug Martin's just struggled this entire year. Uh, Rainey is a better change of pace, as we've seen, and they might go to Rainey this week if Sims is out instead of Martin to give the higher workload to him just because there was rumors that he was on the trading block too, unfortunately. So I think especially after this week, once Sims is involved in that backfield, uh, Martin's going to be the lone man standing out. So it, unfortunately, if you, if you need some help elsewhere or you can find somebody for this week, I would even consider dropping him. All right, one more question before I let you go. Six teams on the bye, so that means there should be a lot of guys to pick up, which you might need. Who are two or three guys worth looking at the waiver eye? Uh, at quarterback, I think that Alex Smith is a terrific play going against the Jets. We just saw what Kyle Orton could do. Four of his ten completions were for touchdowns. Ton of the upside there. And Alex Smith always has a decent floor. It's a very high floor. He's never going to disappoint you that much, even if it's a quiet day. Uh, and then at running backs, we kind of talked about some of the guys. Somewhat thin this week, so he's going to hit on wide receivers because there's a ton of wide receivers in the bye this week. If Reggie Wayne is out for the Colts, uh, unfortunately it's a Monday night game, but keep an eye on it. Dante Moncrief proved why he's an emerging talent for the future for that team. Uh, we'll be buried a little bit if Wayne is active, but there's upside with him either way against the Giants secondary who suffered a few injuries over the past couple weeks. So I look at Moncrief, and then Brayden LaFell is still sitting out there on over 80% of the NFL.com leagues, which is baffling to me. And if you have him available in your league, go pick him up immediately. Obviously, Tom Brady's got a rapport going with him, and he's actually surpassed Edelman in that wide receiver set. So LaFell needs to be owned. And I'll throw out one more just for fun, Andrew Hawkins, PPR league. If you need PPR help, Andrew Hawkins is a great play this week, matchup wise. Good stuff. That's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com as part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, always a pleasure having you on, and uh, enjoy the games, my friend. I appreciate it. You too. All right, more on this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report in one minute. Don't miss Blue Man Group. The theatrical sensation is coming to you, and your chance to see it is right now. Blue Man Group, experience the phenomenon. Coming to Beau Rivage, October 31st to November 2nd. Get tickets at BeauRivage.com. Game on with NFL Ticket Exchange, the only official ticket exchange of the NFL, where 100% of tickets are verified by Ticketmaster. Buy and sell the NFL-approved way. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Together, we make football. The New Orleans Pelicans are taking flight, and you don't want to miss any of the action. The Pelicans' five-game flex plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket plans are the only way to guarantee seats to the biggest games, including the matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Five-game packages start as low as $45. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your five-game plan today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Some reminders and a preview of tomorrow's show in just a moment. But as promised, let's go over to the Saints locker room before we get out of here on this Wednesday and gather the thoughts of Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham about uh, the week, the short week, and, of course, the matchup against the Carolina Panthers. Number nine is first up for you. I mean, honestly, th- this is no surprise to me at all. Um, uh, you guys dogged him for three years. You know you did. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, the guys, the guys been, the guy really hadn't had as much of an opportunity because he's been banged up at times. And it's just you know sharing the load with with other guys. 
And so then the minute this guy gets an opportunity to, you know, carry the load, 24 carries, he breaks out for a career high and, you know, proves all you guys wrong. Um, but it's something that we all knew all along. Um, it was just, in many cases, just a matter of opportunity. And um, he did he did what we've all seen for the last two years especially. Um, and, you know, unfortunately he got hurt in that Cleveland game. He was out for a few games. But, uh, man, he came back, chomped at the bit, ready to roll, um, just ready to contribute however he can. He's, he's, he's the ultimate team player. I mean, he's been, he's been, he's been awesome. Um, but I was excited to see him, you know, despite Pierre being hurt, Kyrie being hurt, to have those opportunities and, and really make the most of them. Let's talk about Brandon Cook's day and, and what maybe a day like that for a rookie could mean yeah. for his confidence and going forward. No, listen, it's big time. I mean, Sunday night football, you know, everybody back at Oregon State watching, everybody back from his hometown watching, he has a game like that. Um, but, again, another guy that um, that's, that's not like it wasn't, like it was out of the ordinary or out of the norm or just off the charts compared to what we see in practice. I mean, it's just, again, we, we talk about the guys who had the hot hand, you know, uh, on, a, um, on any given Sunday. And, and you could say that on, on that Sunday, it was Cooks in the passing game. It was a Mark Ingram on the ground. But I mean, this week it could be, you know, a, another pair, you know. So that's, that's kind of what we pride ourselves on is everybody has the ability to have a game like that. You just don't know whose day it's going to be. Yeah. No, anytime the running game is hitting on all cylinders like it was, um, that makes your job. I mean, it just opens up um, kind of a whole new set of opportunities. You know, you talk about the down the field passing game, the heavy play action where they've got to respect the run. Now you've got some matchups down the field. You've got one on one. You know, opportunities. You know, that's where I feel like, hey, we've got the guys that can you know win those matchups. So it opens up that and just, I think just that tempo, you know, and that um, the ability to be balanced, the ability to kind of in and out of the huddle, run and pass look the same initially. You know, your, your guys are having trouble getting lined up just because of your pace. You know, I mean, just all, all those things combined uh, is kind of what equates to, you know, a successful day. Um, when you're able to be balanced, when you're able to play with great speed and tempo, and when you're able to, you know, convert third downs and wear a defense down, keep them on the field. Carolina? Well, I mean, they've 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 always been a pretty good team <laughs> when we've gone there. Um, you know, they're they're a team that historically over the last eight years, you know, uh, both when John Fox was a coach there and now Ron Rivera, that they've been um, they've been a very good, especially defensive football team, and that's what I'm focusing on is how how do we attack their defense. Um, uh, and even when guys leave, they just seem to replace them with, you know, guys that are even better. So, you know, that's. I think, yeah, we have we we have had you know some fits going there, but um, you know. I think each each season, each game is just kind of one in its own. You know, they're a different team this year than they were last year. We're a different team this year than we were last year. So, let's see what happens. True, with these road games, obviously. Your message overall was you knew you were close, you were confident that you, you were close, and, and that worked in, in this Green Bay game. On the road, is it the same thing? We know we're close, or do you have to sit down and say there's obviously something we really have to identify here? No. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're on our way to getting that first win on the road in a while, and we all believe it's going to be this week. We're not making it any more difficult or any bigger deal than it already is. We're just going to go play our game. Losing there last year, Carson. On Sunday night, make it easier, make a short week a little bit easier. 
Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, <laughs> the soreness isn't quite as sore. Um, but the fact is you still know that there's a, a big emphasis on getting your bodies right, um, you know, um, spending as much time as you can just with the game plan. And I mean, you just have to be ultra efficient, ultra efficient, because it's such a condensed week that uh, there's, you just feel like there's a lot of things to do. So you try to simplify as much as you can, but really focus on getting your body ready and knowing the game plan cold and being able to go out and execute it. You about finishing all the time. What does yeah. that actually mean to finish? Yeah. Um, well, it means great execution. Finishing at the end of the day is in high pressure situations being able to execute. And so as much as you can put yourself in that situation in practice, and even when, hey, it's a walkthrough, and yet just mentally you have to picture, you have to visualize that situation, that critical situation where, hey, this is going to be the play call and you got to be able to make the play. You miss having Harper as a teammate? Yeah, yeah. Roman was a great teammate. Um, he was here for a long time. You know, I mean, we had eight years together. You know, since 06, I mean, he's part of the original group of guys from 06, which, I mean, that's, you know, I think we all kind of see that as a band of brothers. Um, just that was the Millsaps, you know, Millsaps training camp group. That was, you know, that reopening of the dome. That was the, 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 the first, you know, that uh, making it to the NFC Championship that first year. That's the Super Bowl team. That's, you know, there's, man, that's a special group. I and mean, he was a big part of that. Of course, Drew Brees found Jimmy Graham five times on Sunday night against the Green Bay Packers. We'll see how much Jimmy Graham can go with that shoulder uh, tomorrow night against the Carolina Panthers. Perhaps uh, you'll be able to gain some insight here from his visit with the media yesterday. Yeah, I couldn't feel it for a while there. You know, it's just you know, it's just a lot of pain. Uh, just trying to just manage that, and uh, obviously two days two days after after a battle coming in here, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's tough on a tough on an injury like that. Um, so you know, do whatever. I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to you know, be as healthy as I can be come Thursday. I mean, it seems like you clearly take pride in, in being able to play through pain and, and, and not miss time. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I just want to be there for the guys. Um, um, you know, I mean, I think these these last few weeks for us, especially the way we started off, have been very important. And, and you know, I told I told Drew that, you know, I want to be a part, you know, I want to be a part of something special and, and you know, to um, you know, so Sunday, you know, I mean, I felt like that was a special night for us. And, and, you know, I want to be a part of those things. I want to help us win. And I know when I'm out there, you know, even if I'm just uh, running around with my head cut off, um, I know it helps Drew. So, you know, he's good. Obviously, he's fast. Um, you know, more than anything, he's he's a very, uh, very, he's got great instincts. You know, I, um, I remember speaking with him at the Pro Bowl. You know, he's a great guy. Uh, but more than anything, he watches probably more film than any other linebacker in the game. Um, you know, him and him and Patrick Willis are on the same level as far as watching film. So he understands splits and he understands um, players each and every game because he studies so much film on them. Jimmy, what's your recollection of going up against Roman Harper in practice? Yeah. Um, you know, he's my guy. Uh, obviously, I played with him, um, you know, for my first four years. And, and you know, he, he was a big leader. For me, just kind of off the field, even you know, just um, you know, always, always helping me mentally, and and uh, so it'd be a little different to you know to go up against somebody that you love like that, and uh, but you know he, I already know you know he's gonna bring you know he's gonna bring everything he has, and and you know so I better match him. And with that, Drew Brees, Jimmy Graham, and the Saints board a plane this afternoon to head to Charlotte, where they will finish preparations for the Carolina Panthers on Thursday Night Football. 
tomorrow night. And so with that, a preview of tomorrow's show. Tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report, we'll visit with the guys to call the action on the radio. Jim Henderson on the Saints side, Mick Mixon on the Carolina side. They will give us the most in-depth preview perhaps this week as we get ready for kickoff tomorrow night. Don't forget to download your uh, new Saints app and your new Pelicans app this week and then enter to win the respective contest on both sides. If you already have each of the team apps, all you need to do is click on the enter to win uh, icon there on the front page of both of those apps. You'll be asked to enter to win and what you could win, you ask? Well, on the Pelican side, it's a pair of floor seats to the uh, Chicago Bulls game at the Smoothie King Center later this season. And on the Saints side, it's a pair of club seats to a specific upcoming game and a number nine jersey. All that can be yours just by perhaps uh, entering to win through the uh, Saints and Pelicans apps. Two things you should probably already have anyway. All right, with that, we'll say goodbye. A very busy show on this Wednesday. It looks like it'll be just as busy tomorrow. Enjoy the day, uh, and uh, we wish the Saints safe travel today, and we'll get you all ready for the ball game tomorrow night when we come back to Studio B here again on Thursday. For Daniel Sallerson, Jake Seeley, Anthony Davis, Monty Williams, Drew Brees, Jimmy Graham, and David Wesley, I'm Sean Kelly saying so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.